I'm Dave. I'm William. And this is the Digital Marketing Lab Podcast. Today I'm here with Robert Sutton of Technology Solutions, and we're once again talking about IT philosophies. And we're, we were talking a while back about pet peeves, and I heard you mention a term, IT debt. Today I want to focus on what this is and how it is negatively affecting SMBs and enterprises. First, what does it mean? Secondly, why do you get so amped up when that word is mentioned? Well, I'm glad you asked because this is something I'm obviously very passionate about. The term IT debt refers to offsetting or deferring your IT needs until a later time. and Oftentimes those are urgent needs. So just like with regular debt, when you defer that debt until a later time, that debt accrues interest. Defer that debt for too long and suddenly you can't even afford the interest payments and you find yourself in a real pickle. I see people do this all the time with their IT business needs primarily because they don't understand the need and the risk has not properly been articulated to them, either by their internal IT staff or consultants, vendors, whatever. Sometimes, even when the risk has been properly articulated, people just don't like spending a lot of money on things they don't understand and perceive, however incorrectly, uh, to be quote-unquote working at this point in time. Oftentimes, those decisions to defer those IT business needs are calamitous and end up costing a lot more than the initial cost of just heading the problem off proactively. I guess a better metaphor would be a car. You get your oil changed at regular intervals, you get tune-ups and maintenance like changing the timing, uh, changing out the belt or the timing chain at intervals specified by the manufacturer, right? I mean, I do. And of course you do. Anyone who has kicked that can down the road one too many times has had to spend a fortune to repair their car when it catastrophically fails or worse. Your business IT infrastructure is the exact same way. Ignore its proper management and maintenance for too long, and you're going to be looking at a seized engine and a whole lot of cost you are not prepared to absorb. So web development and search engine optimization is the same way. Uh, The longer you wait, the more it costs in the end, especially if you're doing the wrong things. And I don't know anything about car engines, so um, that analogy didn't make any sense. I don't know a lot about car engines either, but I know you've got to change the oil. (laughs) Um, But if you're doing the wrong things in web development and you have stiff competition that you're trying to catch up to, and maybe sometimes you even have manual or algorithmic penalties, all of this is compounded when you wait. So give us a real-life scenario where a client paid a high price for accruing an IT debt in your world. I don't want to single any one company in particular out, but lack of centralized infrastructure and security uh, can be a major problem. Some small businesses have only 10 or so employees, don't have a server, thus don't have a centralized domain, no centralized security or security policy enforcement, no centralized file server for people to work from, and each computer is its own island of siloed risk. Usually those computers all house information that is data uh, or data that is critical to the business and oftentimes that data resides only on those computers which is a massive risk. That hard drive dies and you had QuickBooks on that computer and that and only that computer you just lost everything. A centralized server architecture which is cheaper than most people think solves that dilemma. That leads to something else I see people scrimp on a lot and that's backups. People oftentimes don't like to properly invest in backups, but backups are like good insurance. When disaster strikes, you're eternally grateful that you have them. 
And in IT, disasters can strike a lot more frequently than, say, a random tornado or, or hurricane or earthquake. What a lot of people will do is spend bottom dollar on file level backups just so they can say they have backups, when in reality it's barely better than nothing. Uh, sure, the files are there, but if the entire system is lost, all you have are the files. And then everything has to be rebuilt from scratch until you can insert the files into the rebuild. And that could mean being down for weeks uh, or longer and versus a proper image level backup, which can often be restored same day to new metal 48 hours max. Even spin it up in the cloud if you needed to. It's a huge difference when talking about downtime. Weeks versus a day or two at the most. If you want to know how to calculate your downtime, take your company's gross revenue from the previous year, divide it by 52, and that's how much you generate weekly uh, in revenue, roughly. Now take that same number and divide that by 40, and that's how much you generate in revenue hourly, and you can start to calculate your downtime cost. So for example, let's say you, your company did 4.6 million in revenue last year. That breaks down to $88,461.54 average revenue generated per week and $2,211.54 in revenue generated on average per hour. Now imagine you had to wait two weeks for your systems to be rebuilt so that the cheap backups could actually be applied and restored. Did you really just save money or did you ultimately end up costing your business a lot more? So give us some examples of industries that you find more often than not are running an IT debt. Usually it's not so much about the industry as it is about size. Most of the time, the smaller the operation or the more organic it is, the greater the tendency to defer that IT debt, to think it's not that important and to fall into that complacency. People tend to think that IT is just for those bigger businesses, but that's just not true. Technology is a fact of life for everyone these days, even students. What are some other scenarios where IT debt can drive costs? Well, all scenarios are going to derive the cost of downtime using the same math that I just mentioned earlier. The only difference between the scenarios is what is causing the downtime. Downtime is essentially the interest and then the cost of remediation through consultants, new equipment, etc. is the payment on the principal that you've been deferring for whatever number of years. It could be that you have infrastructure that is far past the manufacturer's end of life and is no longer under warranty and so is at risk of failure at any point in time. If your whole business runs on that system, that makes it a single point of failure and being past end of life and out of warranty makes it particularly high risk. Maybe you've told yourself, well, this has been running fine and thus convinced yourself you don't need to replace it right now, that you can defer that cost. However, if it fails, then you not only have to replace the system pay for emergency labor from your consultants or service provider, but you also have the downtime that's hitting your business at the same time as well. Was it worth it? You ended up paying for it anyway, and by waiting, you disrupted your entire enterprise and its ability to do business, possibly even harmed your relationships with your customers or strained them at the very least. So ultimately, you pay for it. Uh, the difference is whether or not that cost and event happens in a way that you can control it or whether or not you're going to let fate randomly decide when it happens. So who are the gatekeepers behind these decisions? The person that decides, yes, let's be proactive with our IT. In addition, what are the roadblocks you experience when interacting with these gatekeepers? From what I'm hearing, it seems that educating the client is the biggest barrier. The gatekeepers tend to be the, the business owners, which is why I think a lot of IT debt or deferment of what needs to be addressed really just 
boils down to people not understanding the true risk that is present because business leaders and owners are while they're not risk adverse they do not tend to take needless risk and they wisely mitigate risk where they can generally risk is calculated and strategic the kind of risk we're talking about here is not strategic in the least it's just blatantly unnecessary risk i think that the gatekeepers if the gatekeepers understood uh, what is on the line by kicking the can down the road they would immediately put a stop to the practice. I have seen that happen myself with business owners and leaders who have already taken the hit and experienced the fallout of some of the scenarios I've described, and they immediately alter their practice. I mean, the paradigm shifts and they say never again, and it changes from that point forward. Sounds like a lesson that you have to learn just one time. I mean, I can relate. I've had a website hacked, um, and that was a lesson I had to learn one time. Most of the time, yes. Uh, emphasis on most of the time. <laughs> you only have to learn that once. So be proactive is what I'm hearing you say. All right. Do not wait till a disaster comes to find you, especially if you're in the growth phase. Am I, am I saying this right? I'm, that's what I would recommend. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, so it's never too late to start improving your IT, your security. What else am I missing? Well, I would say aside from heeding the counsel of the IT professionals you have entrusted, um, being proactive is about the only way you can really one-up everything. Uh, when risk is identified, address it immediately. But if you want to be truly ahead of the curve, be proactive. Look to identify risk in advance. Have quarterly or bi-quarterly or at the very least annual reviews of your IT infrastructure, its health, active projects, proposed projects, and the risk and impacts of those projects. Look to identify risk proactively so that you can plan for it a year in advance or at least months in advance and schedule and coordinate it. Be on a fairly firm schedule so those costs are fairly consistent and do not come as a surprise and thus you can proactively budget for those projects as well. It really is a worst, better, best uh, kind of categories, the trifecta when you think about it. Worst is kicking the can down the road and knowing or being told a potential problem needs to be addressed and just saying, we'll get to that later. Better is addressing problems as you find out about them, so being reactive before it turns into a major, major problem. And best is proactively evaluating and reviewing your environment and planning well in advance on how you will tackle those issues so that you can properly budget for them and prepare for them with the most runway and coordination possible, thus increasing your chances for success. So if worse, better, and best are the actors in our screenplay, who are you? I am a habitually proactive individual, almost to the point that it annoys people sometimes. But that is because my job for the past two decades was to design solutions and plans around the worst case scenario. And you have to have a proactive mindset uh, when, you, when you do that. You tend to start looking down the road and trying to prevent that worst case scenario from even happening. And really, if you break it down, it's like a game of chess. You're always trying to think a handful of moves ahead. Okay, here's a scenario. I'm a successful business owner, and I've historically run this end of my business as what you would refer to as worse. Give me some perspective. Am I in the majority, middle of the road, minority? What do you see out there? Well, the good news is, is that you have a lot of company. <laughs> the truth is a lot of people uh, tend to defer costs and wait and think that they can just kind of uh, put IT and technology on the back burner and get around to it later. So 
unfortunately, um, a lot of people will wait until things blow up before they actually react to it. So at what point, if that's the norm or, you know, the, what you see out there, what point does your company usually come into the picture? Well, we can come in at any point. Obviously, we prefer not to come in at the worst scenario where everything has already melted down and you're at DEFCON 1 and it's a five alarm fire. Um, that's not fun for anyone. It's expensive. It's stressful. Oftentimes, you will not get the results you want in the time frame that you want them because anything less than instant is not going to be fast enough and anything less than everything is not going to be complete enough. If the situation is bad enough, some data may not be recoverable. It's just a bad time for all parties involved. And expectations are hard to manage when that is how you are starting the relationship. That being said, we've had very successful, we have very successfully remediated some very long-standing customers we met after they encountered the worst case scenario, and we've helped them be more proactive going forward. Certainly not how we like to kick off the relationship though, but we can come in at any point, uh, worst, better, or best. If I want to be better about falling into the better and best categories, what do I need to do to make that transition? Give me some small handles on how to be better about this end of my enterprise. Well, uh, identify risk in your environment. Uh, that's what we try to do. We identify risk. We articulate that risk and traditionally offer multiple plans to address the risk going for forward. Listen to your trusted advisors. Um, there's always going to be more runway uh, if you do things proactively than rather than reactively. Though sometimes, depending on the risk, that runway can be shorter. However, it is light years better than waiting for the worst case scenario for things to actually blow up and go wrong. What we as a company, however, are modeled towards is the best model. Uh, being proactive, evaluating, reviewing, reporting on environments on a regular basis, and planning for the future. And that's what we consult our clients to do and recommend. Whether you do it with us or somebody else, ultimately, be proactive uh, and be forward thinking about your environment. Because if you're proactive, really at the end of the day, you are saving your company money. Being reactive will always cost you more as a business owner than being proactive. Got it. Thanks for coming on the podcast again. It's always great to hear from you guys over at Tech Solutions. You guys are my watchers on the wall. Um, if you have any questions about IT and security or matters of that nature, contact Robert at robert.sutton at techsolutions.cc. Um, and if you see a little GIF in his email, I made that. Um, you're welcome. If you have any questions about SEO or web development, contact me at William at nozakconsulting.com. Once again, this is the Digital Marketing Lab Podcast. Mm -hmm.